I don't know why I put myself through this. What I do, it's God's work, isn't it? <laughs> and as, as it's a prayer meeting, I want to speak tonight, obviously, about prayer. And I want to speak to those of us who may be nervous about praying out loud in open prayer meetings. I'm one of these myself. I'm actually nervous here right now, standing, as you probably realise. So I'm going to start by sharing something about myself and open times of prayer. When I first started to go to meetings that included a time of open prayer, I was absolutely horrified. And what made it worse was that some people there were absolutely wonderful at it. This made me feel that I wouldn't measure up, that I would look as though I didn't know how to pray. I didn't realise that I didn't have to measure up, but because I thought I had to measure up, I didn't pray out loud. I just thought to myself, people would probably assume I'm praying quietly, but I wasn't. Most of the time I was just sitting there, beating myself up for not being able to pray out loud. This didn't help me or anybody else. It made me feel like I was not such a good Christian as other people in the room. I did once hear someone say, years ago, nobody here, that this person prayed so beautifully, it was a pleasure to listen to. This set me further downhill. I've actually sat in prayer meetings, and instead of listening to the prayers of others and adding my inward support, I've sat there forming a prayer in my head, what words shall I use? How shall I say them? What would look good to pray about? It's true, sorry, but it's true. Now, that's not praying, it's performing a recital. And doesn't it seem there's a bit of personal pride lingering somewhere in me? I was talking to someone the other day about me speaking at this meeting and what I was going to share about. And this person, who's a tremendous Christian worker, a beautiful Christian lady, told me that at one time, when she was in a time of open prayer, after she'd prayed, she would listen out for a amen from somebody, which would make her feel as though she'd prayed well. I had to smile at her honesty because it reminded me of waiting to get a like on Facebook, and she did give me permission to tell you this. But God just doesn't just like our prayers. He loves them. Even if we ask for the wrong thing, he doesn't scoff at us or judge our prayer he still answers in some way, even if it's no, there is something better for you in my plan. So what makes us feel nervous and afraid? What is prayer and how does God see it? If I asked anybody here, they'd likely say that prayer is talking to God, our Heavenly Father. And most of us would have no problem talking to our earthly fathers if they were alive. Girls. When we speak to a person, we don't focus on what other people think about what we're saying we'd all probably say this would be absurd. So what's the answer? How do we stop feeling nervous and self-conscious? We have to try to forget everyone else, else in the room and focus on the person we're talking to, our father. He is the one we're talking to. It doesn't matter to him how wonderful our prayers are. He sees our hearts. So what does the Bible teach us about prayer? In Romans 8, verse 26, it says... In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit itself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So that's telling us that we do not have to be eloquent when speaking to God. He knows what we're trying to say before we even open our mouth and use words. He just wants us to talk to him about things. 
He wants us to hear what we think about him, what we need or what we feel other people need. And nobody here is going to judge your prayers because we are family. Matthew 6 verse 7 says, And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think what they will be heard because of their many words. Now don't get me wrong, babbling does not refer to a person who's got a lot to say in their prayer. It is saying we will not be heard any better by God if we use many words just for the sake of impressing others. If your prayer is short, keep it short. If it's long, make it long. But the point is that we don't have to try to impress others with many words. God just wants us to say what's on our heart. Now I find it a lot easier if I can do a few short prayers in the open prayer meeting because I can't think of all the things I want to say in one short burst. I find it better to pray about something, then I might think about something else, and so I'll just I'll pray about that, that after. Um, I just find it difficult to remember everything, but that's me, and we're all different. And remember, God loves our uniqueness because it's the way he made us. Now, this church was built on prayer. As some of you will already know, many years ago, Pam Goodwin prayed to God for a specific number of children to start a Sunday school. I think it might have been 27, but it's a very specific number anyway. And she got the exact number that she had prayed for. Now, I know the world was a different place then, and today there's so many other things to occupy children's minds, and the world is pulling people away from God and making them more cynical. But, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still able to draw people to him, whatever the odds may seem. That is why prayer is so important. What did Jesus do for such a long time in the Garden of Gethsemane before being arrested? He was praying earnestly, sweating drops of blood. Remember, hematidrosis, remember? This is a thing. Um, so even Jesus knew he needed the power of, that comes from prayer to withstand all that he was going to go through the following day. Some years ago, uh, a survey was carried out about people in hospital who were ill, obviously. They wanted to know if people who were prayed for made a better and quicker recovery. The people who were being prayed for didn't know that they were being prayed for, and the survey found that the patients that were prayed for did make a better and quicker recovery than those who weren't prayed for. So that speaks for itself. A friend of mine once who was going through a time of trouble once asked me to pray for because she said, I don't believe in prayer, but I know you do, so will you pray for me? Did she really not believe in prayer? She must have understood something about the power of prayer, or she wouldn't have asked me to pray for her. When people receive a shock or afraid, what's often the first word on their lips? Oh, God, is this just blasphemy, or do they have a need for God they aren't even aware about? I don't know. I've heard it said that the prayer meeting is the engine room of the church, and I believe it is. Now, Bethel Church is a tremendous church. I don't know of any other church that does so much of God's work with the same ratio of members or attendees. I think we really stand out. So just imagine if all of us got so into prayer, the engine room of God's work, what would happen? We'd blow Black Heath away, not literally, metaphorically speaking. Next, we would impact the whole of the UK and then perhaps the world. So let's all get stuck into prayer and not just leave it to the confident few. Start small and grow into the prayer warrior God wants us all to be. Even the prayer of prayer warriors don't have to be long. 
They just have to come from the heart. Now, this message is as much to myself because I know that I lack a, lack a lot of confidence in this area and sometimes do still shy away from it. Thank you for listening to me. I hope it's been useful because it has been to me.